You're listening to a sermon audio from Cypress Church. You can listen to more sermons on our website or by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. We hope you enjoy the sermon and invite you to attend one of our services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Much fun. Isn't that great? Well, good morning. Uh, My name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here, and I, too, am a student. I I really am. I'm a doctoral student, but I'm a I feel young at heart still. I may not be a younger student, but <clears throat> so I kind of balance out the youth today, this morning. But one of the things that I do is I am a student of life. I love to learn. I'm very inquisitive. When I was younger, I used to take all kinds of things apart, you know, take the vacuum apart, all those kind of things. My parents didn't like that very much, but because <clears throat> I didn't quite put it back together again this way it was supposed to. But I got to learn how to put things together or take things apart. It was kind of fun. But I, I love to learn a lot. I love to learn and uh, a lot of things, how things work. And I love to learn people's stories. I, I you know, I learn a lot from all kinds of people, uh, young people, old people, uh, different cultures. And, and one of the, the, the a couple of little professors in my life um, are my grandsons. And actually, one of my grandsons is here this morning. And so, Nels, hey, come on up here, buddy. Hi, buddy. Come on up. <laughs> This is Nels. Say hi, Nels. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Isn't he cute? Uh, takes after his grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things about these uh, um, my grandkids is that uh, you know not only are they just uh, cute and handsome and beautiful, but uh, um, they are they do have a, a charming piece about them. And so when they go places, people interact with them. Yeah, and uh, and they have fun with them, but. Some will, will try to engage in conversation with them, and they're not so sure how to deal with them because they don't know them. Kind of instinctively, <clears throat> they don't trust them. And, uh, and after a while, they'll warm up, but they don't trust them. They don't really have faith in them. Now, one of the things that uh, my uh, grandkids do is they, they have faith in their papa, right? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was good. Q. I'd have to pay him off now. But, but uh, they have faith in me. And, and part of the reason why is because we spent a, a lot of time together and we, we, we do stuff together. And, and, and he, he knows, Nels knows that I love him. Matter of fact, a lot of times he'll, we'll be, he'll be over at my house and he'll grab my hand and he goes, he'll say, Papa, come with me. Come with me. And we'll go into the back room, their playroom, and begin to start playing with toys because he knows that I just love to play with him. You know, I love to spend time with him. And it's true because I do. And then we spend time together. But there are also times when I, I have to kind of be stern with him. Uh, like the other day, and, and uh, Jamie, Stevie, sorry, <laughs> he was out with me, and we were out walking, and he was running full speed ahead towards Valley View. You know, and the cars were like going like crazy then there. And I said, now stop. <clears throat> and, uh, and he, you know, he stopped because he, he knows that he can trust that I'm going to say right things to him. And he, he has faith in my words. And there's been times when I've even had to do a little bit of discipline with him because him and his cousin Moses sometimes get at it. Um, and, uh, and sometimes, you know, even how perfect he is, uh, he makes some mistakes and I need to be able to correct him. And, uh, and in that, yeah, there are some tears. He has tears and yet he knows that I love him deeply and I, and I care about him and, and, <clears throat> and they love to do stuff and, and we love to do stuff together. Matter of fact, his cousin Moses, um, but they're about the same age, just a few months apart. And uh, um, was over at our house the other day, and uh, Moses looks at me and says, "Papa, <clears throat> I have an idea for a good activity." I'm going, "Okay, 
<laughs> he goes, how about you take me to Target and buy me something? <laughs> and I said, absolutely. How did you know that was what I was thinking of? And I was actually thinking about that. I thought it would be a fun little time to, to go out with him and take him there. And, and so we went to Target where he got a little something. It was a lot of fun. But he said that because he knows that I want to bless him. He knows I want to bless him because we've spent time together and, and that. And as I began to think about how these young guys uh, act with me, it really challenged me in my faith towards God. Because a lot how they respond to my initiative to spend time with them, my initiative to love them, they just respond to me out of faith. Don't you? Yeah, you do. Okay. I love you, buddy. Okay? Go down and sit with your mom, okay? Okay. Or your dad. Right there. Thanks, Stevie. Am I great? You know, there's one thing they tell you when you're speaking, don't ever use kids or animals because they're unpredictable. <laughs> but this one worked out okay. <laughs> uh, as I was, you know, these, these little professors of life, they, they taught me that I, I need to be that way with God. I need to respond to his love. He's already initiated much towards me, and now I need to respond. And that's really what faith is. You see, uh, faith is responding to God's love and grace. Faith is not just knowing about God and about his love and his blessings and salvation, but actually taking steps of trust with God. Because the truth is, faith alone unites us with Christ and empowers us to thrive. It was this area of faith that sparked a Reformation movement some 500 years ago. See, we, we talked last week, and, and we've been studying through the, the, the existence of the church and how the church started and, and all of that and, 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 and how these local gatherings of people began to grow and spread the message of Jesus, uh, the, this good news, this <clears throat> thing called the gospel of Jesus that uh, <clears throat> we're unfortunately, excuse me, <clears throat> born with a, a problem, a condition called sin. And that sin holds us back from much in life. It holds us back from uh, having that good relationship with God. It holds us back from fulfilling our real potential as human beings, what we were created for. And it also keeps us out of heaven. And that's a sad reality because there's also nothing that we can do to change that condition. It's We're stuck that way. But yet, the truth is, God provided a unique way for us to be saved. Not on our own efforts, For remember, we learned last week that Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, it says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one can boast. Uh, However, the truth is that sin worked its way into the teachings and practices of the church. So the church started great with Jesus and the apostles and all that and began to work, and then sin got involved And people took Christ out of the center and they began to mix in this weird uh, ideology that uh, somehow that we needed to earn salvation on our own. And that they can interpret scripture however they wanted to or even add to scripture and and not to seek the glory of God. And, And through ritual and penance and paying money and certain prayers and being deemed worthy of a sanctified or a, or a, a, a 
sanctioned priests, they could have salvation. And yet, a certain monk, his name was Martin, Martin Luther, studied the scriptures and he saw inconsistencies, differences with what was practiced and taught and what was in the Bible. And upon studying about his faith, a light went on. A light went on in Martin that faith alone connects us to Christ, not works, not any efforts on our own part, where Jesus' righteousness covers us and his righteousness is imputed. It's credit to us where our sins are not just forgiven, but we're no longer guilty. We're justified. Someone once described the word justification as just if I'd never sinned. We're justified. Romans 4 or 5 puts it this way. And to the one who does not work, in other words, did not put their faith in works, but believes and has faith in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. And that, that's the amazing message of Jesus. This gift of salvation of God is accessed through faith, initiated by God where we respond to his gift of grace. So Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 again, for by grace you have saved through faith. That not of your own doing, it's a gift of God. See, we're justified through faith. We're saved through faith. We're made righteous through faith. Brought back to honor through faith. No longer guilty through faith. No longer subject to the power of sin through faith. And faith, God even gives to us. See, he empowers us with his ability to even have the the faith to step towards his initiation, his prompting. And he gives us that, and that's, that's what saving faith is about. It enables us to thrive, for faith alone unites us with Christ and empowers us to thrive. Now, we talked a little bit about this last week, about the idea of abiding in Christ. And we talked about this, this verse, uh, next slide. This verse that says, abiding, uh, we're united with Christ, abiding in Christ, John 15, 4. And that talks about how uh, if you saw a grapevine or, or a fruit tree, uh, you would see that the, the way the fruits produce is that, is that branch is connected to the vine or to the, to the main stalk of the tree. So I went and uh, I cut uh, uh, some branches off my neighbor's um, orange tree. <laughs> These are the ones that were hanging over on my yard. Now that, is that okay? That, that's okay, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it's uh, clearly on my side of the fence. I, I hope so. Because <laughs> I took two. <laughs> uh, but anyways, you see that, uh, now are, are these, these are oranges. Somebody said, oh, look at your lemons. No, not lemons, oranges. Uh, um, are these oranges going to ever go to full bloom now? No. Why? Because they're no longer attached to the tree. The life-giving sap can't go through here that brings these oranges to their full uh, sweet value. So they're gone. And in the same way it is with us, when see, when we're not connected to Christ, there's no life in us. There's no fruit that's going to be produced. That's why we need to be connected to, to Christ. And we don't connect ourselves. God does. He what's called from Romans eleven twelve, he grafts us into Christ. Now, there is actually a process, if, if you're uh, into plants, you can peel back the bark, you can get down to the very uh, phloem of this thing and, 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 and connect it into back into the tree, and it will begin to grow. It's called grafting. A lot of 
uh, people do that. They graft uh, different plants on the trees, and it really happens. And that's what happens when you come to faith in Jesus. You make that initial. Oh, there's spiders. Um, <laughs> see, I got mine, didn't I? But uh, uh, when you when you are uh, come to that initial place where you take that step of faith, like 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 she did before she came to the waters of baptism, an initial faith. You now are grafted into Christ, and that that life giving energy kind of flows through you. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, that's what belief is when we choose to accept. Now, I have a, I have a gift card, um, uh, for somebody. It's a $10 Starbucks gift card. Anybody want it? Well, you have to come get it. Oh, there we go. You came, you came and got it. What's your name? Kyle. This is Kyle. Everybody say hi to Kyle. Kyle, here you go, here you go, Kyle. It's a $10 gift card. Go buy your mom some coffee, okay? Cause, cause she, well, maybe your dad, because he's going to really need it. <laughs> okay? Or her, his sister, right? There you go. Me. Uh, but, but, but Kyle just expressed faith. I initiated with the gift. I said, here it is. And, and he had to come and get it. That's faith. Faith is responding to God. Do you get that? See, the thing is, is that what we think faith is, is we think faith is some kind of idea of mustering up some kind of, I have faith. It's not that at all. It's not some mustering up of some energy within ourselves. It's nothing about us. It's simply responding to God. So when I said to Nels, come here, he responded and he came. He came because he knew me. He came because he had faith in me. In the same way it is, we respond out of love. That's faith. So much so, we get this whole idea that it's so dependent upon us. And really, all faith is, is responding to God. Romans 1.17 puts it this way. In this, or in it, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. In other words, that we're not only in a legal standing with God, but if from start to finish, it's all about our response to God, our faith in Him. Being faith is a response of trust. How do we then live by faith? The question comes up, is faith just knowing, having a brain knowledge of God and biblical truths? Well, the Bible says in James chapter 2, verse 19, that even the demons believe, but they don't have faith. Is faith that mustering up of trust? No. So how do we live by faith and embrace that faith alone unites us with Christ and empowers us to thrive? Well, God's word has so many examples of this and great stories in it. And so I want to turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 21, where we have been given examples of people of faith taking steps of faith, of God-empowered trust. So let's look at, we're going to look at seven different steps of faith really quickly. But before we do, if you wouldn't mind setting your Bibles aside and stand up, let's pray and ask God to challenge us this morning. Father God, thank you for bringing us here. Lord, I know it's sometimes a little weird sitting with our families a little bit, but I thank you that it's an opportunity for us to be together as one big family and be able to learn from you. Father God, I pray that you will challenge us and teach us and encourage us and bless us and help us to learn this truth about faith, that it's responding to your prompting. So, Lord, help us in that, we pray, and challenge us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I encourage you to have a seat and take open the uh, uh, worship folder that Pastor Rich talked to you about. And inside, there's an outline with some blanks in it. The answers are going to be up on the screen, and so I encourage you to... Um, 
look at that and, and, and write those things down. Also, there's a study guide that you want to encourage you to get. It's in the back lobby area because it has a lot of the verses and the blanks listed on the back that I mentioned today. And plus, there's a great study on the front. And we're actually, you're going to want to get that because we're going to look at some of these stories in the Bible. And, and I'll give you the reference in the, um, in the study guide. Uh, but uh, let's open up our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. If you don't have a Bible with you and you'd like to borrow one, our wonderful ushers are coming down the aisle. They have Bibles in their hands. They'd like to loan you one. Just just raise your hand, just take it, and then leave it there when you're done this morning, and that would be great. So let's open up, if you haven't already done so, to Hebrews chapter 11. Let me read verses 1 and 2 to start us off with. Here uh, we get a, a, a definition of faith. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. So there is a definition of faith. It's, it's a hope of uh, uh, the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. By it, the people of old were, were shown that they have faith. And so we're going to look at those uh, seven steps of God-empowered trust. The first is that faith steps towards understanding. Look at verse 3. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. In fact, actually, if you go through the book of Genesis and you open up and it says, in the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God created. And that word there is something out of nothing. He created something out of nothing. No one else does that. God just takes and makes it. We rearrange things. That's our idea of creation. But creation truly is making something out of nothing. That's God. And God alone does that. But faith steps towards understanding. To live by faith is to step, take steps to learn. God gives you a hunger to know, a, a curiosity to learn. And, and faith is responding from that hunger. You see, when you came to faith originally, when you first made that depression of faith, and, and I, most of you have come to that place. If you haven't yet come to that place, I encourage you to keep investigating God because he's going to implant to you uh, uh, ideas and initiation of faith that you can step towards little step by little step and, and just keep making those steps. For those of you who have made that initial step, he's given you, in, in you, instilled in you, and initiated in you this prompting to learn. And so take that prompting, take that step of faith and begin to learn. Respond to that hunger. So faith is picking up your Bible. Uh, going to a Bible study, getting involved in a life group, reading, listening, wrestling as God gives you the nudge. Faith is not just knowledge. See, there's a lot of people who say, wow, yeah, I have great faith. I'm cramming my uh, head full of verses and all that kinds of stuff. That's not faith. That's just swelling your head. And, and it's good to learn the Bible. But what faith is, is faith is God-motivated steps towards knowing. So don't ignore God's prompting. Take steps to understand. Because faith steps towards understanding. Faith also steps towards sacrificing. Look at verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, though through which he was commended as righteous. Now, a lot of these examples of people taking steps of faith are taken right out of history. They're true stories that actually happen, and the Bible records them. So all through the Bible, you see these. And, and, and in your study guide, when you pick it up today, it has all the different verses where these particular stories come from. So like Abel's offering is found in Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 to 16. And so you can grab this and it'll help you do some further study. I think you'll be amazed by some of the stories. We actually had a sermon a while back on, on that whole uh, Cain and Abel sacrifice. But to, to live by faith 
like Abel, is to take steps of giving up for God, steps of sacrifice. See, God challenges us to give of our money and ourselves and our resources and even to give sacrificially. Matter of fact, write, write this verse down. Uh, Luke chapter 21, verses 1 to 4. It's a story that Jesus, uh, interaction that Jesus had. Jesus and the disciples were, were, were sitting there and they were kind of at the temple area and they were watching people as they came to the treasury, which is like an offering. And different people would come and put their offering down and, and he noticed this, you know, people, big, big piles of stuff and others. But he noticed this one particular older woman who just went over there and laid down two very small coins. They're smaller than even a penny. They're called a mite. So the story is called the widow's mite. And he turns to the disciples and he says, that woman gave more than anybody else. And they're looking around going, are you kidding me? Look at that person gave a whole pile of cash. This person gave, you know, whatever. And they, they, it's, they began to give. He says, how could this woman give? And he says, because she gave all she had. That was all she had. So she gave it. She truly sacrificed. Jesus talks to the window offering that though it was small, it was great faith because her sacrifice was great. Faith is the action of stepping towards God's challenge. And sure, there's a risk involved. As a matter of fact, I've got to, I've got something for someone. It's not a gift. If you want it, it's going to cost you five dollars. Do I have any takers? What? Do I have any takers? Do you have five dollars? You have five dollars? Okay, come on up. Here it is. What's your name? Hi, Lindsay. Okay, you give me the five dollars, and I'll give you this package now. I gotta open it for you because my wife tied this very special bow that can only be cut open. <laughs> okay, so open it up. Let's see what you got. Making sure. What is that? It's ten dollars. Wow, isn't that great? Good job. Thanks, Lindsay. Appreciate that. Yeah, when I did this first service, nobody's hand went up. I went, okay, this illustration is just going to bomb right here. But there is a little bit of pause. Wait, I'll, 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 I'll say yes if, if it's for free, but sometimes it's a little bit more that it, that it takes risk. And the truth is that there are times that God wants to stretch our faith and ask us to risk out and do what he wants us to do. And the majority, well, I should say all the time, there is great blessing, and, and a lot of times even more than what we put into it, God gives. Sometimes we are so stingy with our stuff and our time and our money and our resources that we miss out on a blessing because God wants us to stretch out. And actually, just throw this in for free, is that the, the many times God wants us to stretch out in that particular area because we have such a grip on our finances that we are not generous at all, and we miss out. Boy, if there, when you hear about faith promise around here, I want you to encourage you to take that challenge because it's, a, it's an opportunity to actually stretch out and see what God's going to do through your generosity, and it is amazing. Now, faith is not just sacrifice. Oh, man, I sacrifice everything. It's not just sacrifice, but faith is responding to the Spirit's call to forego what we hold on to. Do you get that? Do you see the difference? Faith is responding to God. Uh, Hebrews 11 verse 6 goes on and says, without faith, it is important because faith is important, it is 
impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Faith is not just a brain knowledge, but taking action on the Spirit's prompting. So faith shows. That's why in James chapter 2, verses 14 to 26, you write that and read that later because you're going to read that scripture. You're going to go, wait a minute. This seems to sound like it's opposite because it says faith without works is dead. Faith without works and without evidence is dead. Because if there's no steps of faith, are, is there really any faith? Remember, faith is not just brain knowledge. Faith is an active step towards a direction that God is prompting us. It's moving on God's prompting. So if there is no steps towards God's prompting, is there faith? No. It's cut off. There's no life in that. Faith is not just knowing. Faith is taking that step towards God's initiative, towards God's prompting. So we need to keep moving in that direction. Faith alone unites us with Christ and empowers us to thrive. Well, let's go back and discover uh, these steps of faith, these these evidences, these responses of faith and what they look like. Verse 7. Faith steps towards constructing. Now faith, now by faith, Noah, warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. See, to live by faith is to move when God pushes us to build his kingdom and to be involved in his vision, to join his team and be about his purposes, using our gifts and abilities that he's given us. You just saw demonstrated here, and you'll see it again when they jump up here again to sing. Here are people demonstrating faith. They're using their gifts and abilities to be able to, to, to complement worship so that we all can enjoy the experience. And many others of you are doing that. You're volunteering in the children's ministry, in the youth ministry, in our Holy Grill ministry, uh, barbecue ministry, and in, in ushering, teaching, all kinds of areas you're involved in. Uh, there's also ways that you can uh, extend that, that faith towards constructing in our own neighborhoods. God has uniquely planted you where you live so that you would be a beacon of light that people, when they're thinking about God, have someone to reach out to. And God has planted you there. That's why we encourage you with an opportunity that we do almost every year is, is this idea of encouraging you to have Christmas parties in your neighborhood. Just throw a party and invite your neighbors to it. And a great opportunity to get to know them, build relationships, and you'll have an opportunity there, help constructing and building on what God is building our, on. We need to keep responding to God. For faith is not just doing good things, but faith is answering God's call to participate. You see the difference here? Faith steps also towards obeying. Look at verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out into a place that he was to receive an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. To live by faith is to yield to the will of God. The Holy Spirit will convict and convince us to do the will of God. Faith is taking steps towards towards what he's asking us to do. And faith says, I'm going to do it even if I fail at times. I'm going to do what God has asked me to do. 
And God has asked us to do some things. There's some commands that God has given. Actually, a lawyer uh, was, you know, adept at the law, <laughs> was asking Jesus, what is the greatest commandment that we should follow? And Jesus says, well, actually, there are two. The first is, and he, he cites this in Matthew chapter uh, 22, verse 37. He says, he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbors as yourself. You see, the commands of God can be boiled down into loving God and loving others. Faith is responding then to God's authority. It says, yes, God said it. I believe it. I'm going to do it. So we do it. Faith is not just appeasing God, checking off a list of dues. Faith is stepping to complying, steps of complying to God's requests. Faith also is stepping towards hoping. Look at verse uh, 11. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age since she considered him, that's God, faithful who had promised. Now, in this whole list of this hall of faith, Sarah seems a little bit odd to have in the list. And the reason why is that Sarah actually mocked God. A while back, Sarah, you know, the story of Sarah and Abraham is that Abraham was told by God that he would be a powerful nation. Yet him and Sarah had no offspring. There was no heir. There was no one to carry on the family name to be a great nation with. And this happened for time and time up to the point where Abraham and Sarah were like in their 90s. And God comes along and says, oh, next year you're going to have a baby. And Sarah just laughed. <laughs> No, it's not going to happen. Look at this body. Nothing's going to happen in there. (laughs) And yet, even with that, they put their faith in a miraculous God who can do anything. And that's where our faith needs to be, is our our faith towards hoping towards a miraculous God could do anything. He can stop the rotation of the sun. Actually, in Bible, it talks about a time when God did that. Uh, He can change the weather. He can make something out of nothing. He can create. He can change time. He can stop cancer. He can bring people back from the dead. He can heal. He can provide groceries. He can give a job. He can repair a relationship. God can do all that and more. There is nothing he cannot do. He is all-powerful, almighty, all-everything God. And we need it to have faith as steps towards hoping in that. But God doesn't, he does them, these miraculous things, in his own timing and based on his own perfect will. Now, I don't know about you, but I've prayed for things earnestly and had the faith it would happen, and it didn't. You ever had a prayer like that? My dad... Uh, um, you know, raging alcoholic, and he would get crazy drunk and do horrible things to our family. And I would pray so earnestly that God would just stop him. There's one time he was just yelling at me, and just uh, this, it just hurt so deep all the things that he was saying to me. And I just prayed, God, stop him. Just shut him up. Have something happen. And it didn't. And yet, there are some times when God lets sin take its course. And it was hard. It's difficult. But I still put my hope 
and my trust in a sovereign God who knows what He's doing. And even though I wear scars from that experience, God's grace is even covering of that. Where, sure, I may walk with a limp, but yet God has still blessed me in so many ways. I mean, did you see my grandson? (laughs) How awesome is that? God does that, and he blesses us. And I don't know why he doesn't answer the way we do. I don't know why he doesn't give us what we ask when we ask so earnestly. But I still trust in him. And yet we're to put our hope in him to have that mustard seed faith as Jesus talked about. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, Jesus said to them, because of your little faith, that was really faith in themselves or really not believing in the power of God. He says, for truly, I say to you that if you have faith like the grain of a mustard seed, you would say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. See, little faith is not taking any steps. Little faith is believing in our own selves. But even small steps of faith from God's prompting moves mountains. See, faith is not a laissez-faire ideology that says whatever will be, will be, whatever will happen, will happen. Faith is a spirit-charged hope in a sovereign God who has ultimate power. Amen? Amen. Amen. Steps towards, uh, faith steps towards uh, blessing. Verse uh, uh, 20. By faith, Isaac evoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. To live by faith is to respond to God's prompting and acts of kindness. It, it, it's God just saying, I'm just going to bless you because I'm going to bless you. So I'm going to bless a little family over here. <clears throat> I've got a little blessing. Oh, from here. Hey, Rob, this is a little blessing for you and your family. It's a, it, well, it's, it's, a, it's a, uh, some movie tickets. You may need to add a few, but that's a, it's, it's okay. It's a it's movie tickets to go enjoy a movie as a family. I didn't have to do that, but as I was preparing this sermon, God said to me, he prompted me, and he said, Mike, get some movie tickets together and go bless a family. So I just felt bl- led to bless you, so I was just following God's prompting, so thank him. <laughs> But, but that's how we should do that. God wants us to, to follow his prompting. Ask God to expand your faith in this area of blessing and see who and what he does to bless through you and take steps towards it. Faith is not just being philanthropic or, or kind. Faith is acting on the inspiration of the spirit to give and to help others. Faith steps towards blessing, but also faith, lastly, steps towards worshiping. Verse 21, by faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of his sons of Joseph, each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. To live by faith is to take the opportunity to, of worship and step into them. It, it, it is, it's being open to revel in the character of God. How amazing and awesome and incredible and beautiful and wonderful and majestic that God is, and to be able just to revel in that. Like when we sang the song um, about his name and how wonderful and powerful and amazing at the name of Jesus. We're worshiping and reveling in his character. Faith is not just singing a song or attending a time of worship. 
Faith is joining in the Spirit's invitation to enter into an experience of God's being. See, faith alone unites us with Christ and empowers us to thrive. And just like my grandkids respond in trust towards me, we are to respond in trust towards God's prompting, to take steps towards God's a God-motivated understanding, to respond to the Spirit's call and forego, to forego in, in sacrificing, to answer God's call in participating in constructing, to comply to God's requests in obeying, to engage <clears throat> in the Spirit-charged hoping that is available because of His character, and acting upon the Spirit's inspiration to be a blessing and to join in the Spirit's invitation to experience God in, by worshiping. So what is the Holy Spirit prompting in you? Why not respond in faith? Faith alone unites us with Christ and empowers us to thrive. We're going to, in a moment, take communion. And there's going to, we're doing it family style, and Lorena will explain it in a moment about what that is. But uh, um, uh, uh, I'm going to be up front here, and if you are not quite sure where you stand in faith... And, and, you know, people are moving all over the place, but if, if you want to take a step of faith and come talk to me about it, I would love to explain to you more and maybe even lead you in an opportunity to take that initial step of faith if you're, if you're in that place. If you're not sure, come make sure. But I do want to encourage you that. Would you pray with me? Father God, thank you. Thank you for the reality of your word and that you give us these great examples of faith that we can step towards. Lord, help us to step towards faith. Help us to, to move in that regard. Help us to, 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 to uh, re- respond to you in faith. And not to think that faith is something we muster up in ourselves, but we're actually just responding to the great love that you have. Help us in that, we pray. In Jesus' name.